Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 227. I'm your host, Emily Aries, and this week I've been hosting a series of leadership trainings online called Crisis Leadership, how to take care of your people so they'll take care of you. And one of the key topics that I start the training off with is psychological safety. Now, we touched on this briefly in a past interview I did with Lacey Jewel Cope, episode 208. I want to go a little deeper into what psychological safety is today and why it's so critically important to cultivate for your team, especially right now. Because right now we're all dealing with such an unprecedented and global amount of uncertainty. It can become very easy to think small and really be small-minded about how we're responding to stress. When we're stressed out and we're feeling vulnerable and we're uncertain of the future and everybody's freaking out a little bit, including leaders, we can get a little petty. We can fall victim to our, our sort of basic, most basic instincts around blaming and shaming others and trying to find a scapegoat and projecting all of this internal angst and anger onto other people. It is not our best quality, but human beings do that, right? We, we sometimes inadvertently project that negative emotion that we're experiencing onto the wrong target. So the concept of psychological safety is a really, really important way to prevent that. By, by fostering psychological safety, we can prevent blame and shame from shutting down our teams and really hampering our teams, not just for the time being, but for years to come. Psychological safety, let's start with what it is, okay? Because it's actually kind of a simple concept. It is the belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. The belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. Now, if you make a big mistake at work, how are you going to respond to it? How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to feel about it? I had someone post in the Courage community on Facebook recently saying, I just made a career-ending mistake. And I saw those words and thought, Shit, that has to be such a scary feeling. And I was glad to see a lot of our bosses chime in and kind of weigh in with their experience and, and share their, their past history of overcoming really bad mistakes. But mistakes happen. We're human beings. Human error is part of the package deal that we get with being human. So what do you do? Now, if you work in a space or on a team or within a company where your head is on the chopping block, you're going to be rightfully freaked out and afraid. And that is going to lead to a whole bunch of other self-protecting behaviors like maybe not trying new things, maybe not taking risks, maybe not sticking your neck, neck out, because you're not going to want to risk your own personal safety, psychological safety, physical safety, financial safety, by risking something that might result in a mistake. Now, obviously, in some ways, that's good. We want people to do things right. <laughs> we want to be good managers and get things done right. But as leaders, we have to not just get things done right. We have to do the right thing. And the right thing when handling or reacting, I should say, to someone else's failure is to resist that initial temptation to blame and to shame. Because the minute we fall into blame and shame and reactionary finger pointing, we lose them. We lose the team trust. 
We lose the ability to recover as a team. We lose the willingness of our team members, that person and others who are witnessing what's happening to try anything uncertain ever again. And in uncertain times, we are all called to be our most innovative selves. And it is exhausting. (laughs) Uh, If it sounds like that struck a chord with me, it's because it has. I'm exhausted. I'll be completely honest with you. We just in the past two months rolled out two new programs, completely pivoted our business model. I'm trying to figure out how to run a business that made 80% of its revenue off public speaking in a world that no longer has public speaking. (laughs) at least for the foreseeable future, maybe even a year plus. Pivoting is exhausting. Innovation, change management, it's exhausting. We can't do this alone as leaders. We need our teams to be in the creative innovation process with us. So psychological safety is a fundamental, intangible prerequisite for inspiring collective innovation. Uh, Harvard Business Review back in August of 2017 had a great article about this, and they said, psychological safety allows for moderate risk-taking, speaking your mind, creativity, and sticking your neck out without fear of having it cut off, just the types of behavior that lead to market breakthroughs. We need market breakthroughs right now, or we're going to break down. Companies that do not innovate right now will not exist for very long, period. So what can you as a leader do to create the conditions for collective and creative innovation? You've got to foster psychological safety. Here's three tips that I talked about in my in my training this week for how to do that. One, approach conflict as a collaborator, meaning instead of putting the problem that this person has created, perhaps, or this failure that this person has uh, experienced between you and say, what did you do? How am I going to fix this? Instead of having that problem almost occupying the space, the airspace between you, put it in front of the two of you. I want you to imagine you and your colleague who messed up in some way, sitting on the same side of the table, looking at the same computer monitor and collaborating on a collective solution. How can we put the problem before us instead of between us? It's a slight perspective shift, but it is extremely... uh, impactful when you make that shift in, in, in how you talk about the problem and how you don't make the person the problem. You make the thing they did the problem and you put that thing that they did on the table in front of both of you as human beings who are fallible and imperfect, but able to recover and rebound together. If you as a leader can take that approach, you are going to maintain the engagement of that employee in solving the problem that perhaps their actions created. Tip number two is to speak human to human, right? Really think about our basic human needs first. This person cannot function at their highest intellectual capacity unless they feel safe to do so. This goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs in Psychology 101. I talk about it in my book as it relates to burnout prevention, but that foundational basic need is physiological, right? Water, food, shelter, warmth. Then right above it, not far from the bottom, is safety, security, safety, health, employment, financial safety, psychological safety. People cannot operate at a high mental or cognitive functioning level until psychological safety is there. So check in with people. 
ask how they're doing, care how they're feeling, not just like superficially. We have to genuinely care how our employees, how our team members, how our colleagues are faring. How are they taking care of themselves physically and mentally? How safe do they feel? And if they don't feel safe, you need to make it okay for them to give you feedback about why. What can I as a leader or as a manager or as a team member do to help foster creative safety here, to help foster psychological safety? You know, what can we do to team up on these things together so you don't feel like you're sticking your neck out all by yourself and risking your career to make progress on this project or on this program? Speak to our basic human needs for love and belonging or self-esteem, right? Praise people for tackling problems well and, and putting in the effort, even if the outcome wasn't perfect. Use language that makes it clear that they belong even when they're not perfect, right? I don't expect perfection. We're all just figuring this out together. These are uncharted waters we're navigating together. And there are going to be hard days like this, but we will get through this. And, you know, you are human just like the rest of us. Using that kind of language to speak to their basic human needs and revisit that that little pyramid that Maslow's hierarchy really points to. I'll, I'll drop a link to it in today's show notes, but you can Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs and just take a look at that pyramid and ask yourself, when's the last time I even inquired about my team members' basic human needs? Because that should inform how we react, especially in times of crisis and in the face of failures. And then the third and final tip, which is so hard to do in real time, much easier to say <laughs> into a podcast mic, is to replace blame with curiosity. Or as one Bossed Up Bootcamp alum said once at Bootcamp, get curious, not furious. Resist the finger wagging, okay? Do not point fingers, even when it feels like your initial gut reaction is to say, well, you messed this up. Resist that. It has permanent damage. Your words, your blame, when it spews out of your mouth like that, has permanent damage. So if you need to take a deep breath, to take a beat and ask a question instead of blaming or finger pointing, do it. Do whatever you need to do. Put a sticky note on your desk to say, tell me more. What, what happened here? How did this happen? What do you think we can do to fix this? Get curious about where the communication broke down. Maybe it was partly your fault, right? Take a little bit of responsibility yourself. Where did we miscommunicate on this? How did we, you know, how did this get so far from where it needs to be? I think we need to talk through our process so we can prevent this from happening again. I always like to say, paint a picture of a brighter tomorrow. When you're reacting to something that didn't go well, talk about how we're going to fix it. Don't blame, don't shame, but say, all right, let's talk through how we can fix this together and then say, I'd love to better understand how this happened so we can prevent it from happening in the future and make sure that you and I are on the same page moving forward, right? Talk about how the purpose of addressing this challenge head on is to prevent it from happening again, to make the future simpler, easier, better, better feeling all around, <laughs> simpler, easier, and better all around. The good news is if we can employ these strategies, even in times of crisis like right now, if we can create psychological safety, there are massive benefits that we will all reap as a team. 
We become, according to HBR, the Harvard Business Review on this, more open-minded, more resilient, motivated, and persistent when we feel safe. So practice as a leader responding to bad news. How are you going to respond to a psychological blow? How are you going to recover from having that tough conversation? How can you resist blame and shame and get curious instead of furious in reaction to mishaps? Because guess what? The sad reality is there's kind of a lot of bad news right now. We're going to be hit with bad news. It's not going to end for a little while here. So we need to be resilient ourselves in figuring out how we're going to get through this as leaders in a way that fosters trust amongst our teams, amongst our colleagues, amongst amongst our fellow leaders. Now, if you are a leader on the rise, someone who wants to really cultivate your leadership skills moving forward, um, or are finding yourself navigating the choppy waters of managing people right now, which is very taxing, we here at Bossed Up have pivoted, as I alluded to, to provide the most helpful, comprehensive, in-depth online training to help leaders navigate what's next. Our new program, Level Up, is our six-month leadership accelerator that will help you better communicate your vision, set a strategic plan for what comes next, manage people and projects more effectively, and do so much more. Honestly, there's a lot to this program. It's very robust. It's for emerging leaders who don't yet have direct reports, but want to cultivate their leadership skills. And we have a cohort of existing leaders, or as we call them, team leaders, who have direct reports and want a community of fellow women who they can connect with and team up with and learn with and grow with as we navigate how to be the best possible bosses we can be. You can learn more about Level Up, our six-month leadership accelerator at bossedup.org slash level up. Our cohort is currently filling up now for a June 1st start. And if you'd like to schedule a personal call with me or Kirby, our marketing director, to just talk through your options so that we can hear what you're navigating as a leader right now and make recommendations based on whether or not the program is right for you, we are no bullshit operators over here. We are going to be very candid with you if this is not the right program for you. And just talk through some of your options as it relates to all of the resources we have and what we can point you to um, if that's the case. But we'd love to have you join us. Spots are filling up soon. We are limiting this program to 12 women leaders, and we have a handful of folks who've already registered. Um, So they are going fast for our June 1st start, and I'd love to have you join us. In the meantime, if you found today's episode helpful, make sure to share it with the women and, frankly, any leaders in your life who could use a reminder as to what psychological safety is and why it's so important for leaders to create right now amidst this crisis. Head to bossedup.org slash episode 227 to get the links, the details of transcript of today's episode and share it far and wide with the folks who need to hear it. Until next time, keep Boston in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.